0: Okay, imagine this. You are standing at a crossroads and this pathway is leading to the career that your heart has always been set on. But this pathway is the job that everyone else is saying that you should choose based on security and money. This is the dilemma that so many people face, including maybe yourself. And it's really tough because it is a decision that can shape the rest of your life now. Let me tell you about one of the biggest mistakes that many of us do choose when we are faced with this crossroads, choosing the path that is not based on what you love, but based on what will give you success. I've been there, and trust me, it is a tough lesson to learn. Welcome to Design, Create, Inspire. In this series, I'm going to make a couple episodes about this because it is such an important topic. We're going to be diving into choosing architecture as a career path and some real stories of people, including myself, who have been faced with this decision and many of us who have been faced with the idea of passion versus Practicality. And this isn't just architecture. This could be anything. This could be painting. This could be piano. And it's not even just the arts. It could be, I don't know, playing with bugs. I I think of my daughter, you know, it could be anything. And so often we are faced with this dilemma, especially from older generations, like our parents, for example, who are telling us that we need to stick with this path. But let me tell you what, our generation and today is so different than our parents' generation. Or even like my generation almost. So we're going to dive into it, what that means for you. If you are an aspiring architect, if you are someone who is passionate about something, but have some reservations about choosing it as a career path i'm gonna share some insights some struggles because there are struggles but also successes about choosing architecture as a career it's a career that combines creativity and art and science and math all of the things which can be also intimidating in itself so i get questions like do i need to know a lot of math or things like that so we're gonna dive into all of that so I am Bryn, I'm a licensed architect, and I'm gonna guide you through this series. And in this specific episode, I'm gonna talk about choosing architecture or playing it safe with maybe a more traditional career, law, medicine, you know, the you know the things. Let's explore it together and maybe, just maybe, help you avoid the mistake of not pursuing what you truly love. Let's do it. <music> So today's topic is inspired by a message I got over on Instagram. I've been getting quite a few messages from students or from even parents of students who are interested in going into architecture. And there's all sorts of questions about whether it's the right choice that they should make. Obviously, I can't tell them whether it's the right choice, but I can help answer questions and provide insight so that you can make an informed decision yourself. So I'm going to do a couple episodes based on these different messages that I've been receiving. So this episode today is inspired by Rose who sent me a message and I'm going to read a little bit directly from it. So if I'm looking down, I'm reading from it, but then we're gonna to discuss it. Okay, so Rose is at this exact crossroads right now and not knowing completely what to do or even how to handle it, and I'll redo it, but she does have parents and outside forces trying to sway her into one decision. So let's talk about what that looks like and how do you even navigate that. So Rose writes, hey, I'm a high school student and I like architecture, but my dad says that the pay isn't good and that I should take lawyer or medical as my major. I'm confused. Is he right about the pay or not? I need help. Also, I want to know about your work life, how you create stuff and all. I seek guidance and I don't know where to get it from. I am so happy that she did reach out. I wrote her a long message and did a little voice to text. So if you're ever having issues or or want some support, come message me and maybe it'll become a podcast episode. And I have received other messages just like this. So that's exactly why we're here talking today. So hopefully anyone out there can listen to this. And I know that there are so many people that can relate to Rose. So I know that this is going to be helpful. So this is a profound dilemma, and it's one that a lot of us face. There's this tug of war, essentially, of following your passion, and then also adhering to advice that is important. You don't want to disappoint. You don't want to let down. And also it's like, okay, well, maybe they're right. It sets a seed in you that makes you second guess yourself really. And this message specifically asking about the pay. Now, her dad is saying that the reason she shouldn't go into architecture is that the pay isn't good. And it sounds like that's kind of the main thing. And I'm going to talk about that a bit because if we are just choosing things based on money, it's not setting us up for success because money isn't everything. I've had insanely successful months or years and not successful at all. Does it affect your happiness? Not necessarily. So that's a whole other conversation. But if we're choosing our careers, our entire life path, just based on pay, it's not a good idea. Also, things like lawyer, medical, if you aren't passionate about it, going into the office every day is going to be freaking miserable. So the idea that we need to go in this direction for something like pay just doesn't make sense, especially in this day and age, because you could literally become a millionaire for posting crocheted kittens on TikTok. We are in an era where you can follow your passion and become wildly successful from it. And that is what is so incredible. This is what lights me up too, because when you are passionate about something, you will show that. You will make a podcast or do something, write a book or help inspire the next generation or do something because you're passionate about it. You are choosing a career just based on pay and you're not passionate about it. You're clocking in, you're clocking out, and you just don't have the heart. So there is so much more potential to hit above whatever traditional pay there is when you are passionate about it. Now, I'm not even going off my notes right there because I just totally segued, but I really want to start off with that message because we also need to help Educate our parents that we live in a different world these days. You don't just have to be a dentist a doctor, or a lawyer to be successful. We can look at someone like Mr. Beast, who's the most successful person on the internet right now, and he is not a lawyer, a doctor, or a dentist. I'm not saying we should all be aspiring YouTube sensation people or TikTok. I'm just saying that the possibility this day and age is so different than what even my parents grew up with, even what I grew up with in the 90s, aging myself. Yes, I was born in the 1900s. Let me get back to my notes, though, so we can stay on topic. So let me read you a little bit about what I shared with her, and then we can dive into it more. It's kind of what I just rambled about, but I said, hey, Rose, thank you for reaching out always. It's great you're exploring different options. My best advice is to go towards what lights you up, is exciting to you, and what feels right I know that can be hard to explain to parents who really just want the best for you, which might be focused on money. They want you to choose something lucrative so that you can create freedom and opportunity for yourself. However, if you're stuck in a job that sucks the life out of you because you hate it, no money will ever be worth it. Architecture, unlike law and medicine, has this... Creativity weaved into it. And this is what's so amazing. It is science, but it is also art. And things like medicine can be that way too. I actually have a cousin who's a plastic surgeon and she does the most beautiful work. She's a doctor, but she also incorporates art into her work. So there is totally possibility for that. It's just not as conventional in terms of it's not as uh, typically creative as architecture. So architecture, what many people might think is just about buildings is so much more in-depth than that. It's about bringing visions to life. Like, literally, you think of something, you draw it, it's built. It's pretty incredible, actually. It's about creating spaces to inspire people, to evoke emotion, and solving real-world problems like housing and urban issues and accessibility. And even just the way someone moves through their home day-to-day and experiences their life. You get to morph that and impact all of those aspects as an architect. And yeah, it is true that the starting pay in architecture may not be the same as a doctor or a lawyer immediately after graduation. I recently posted a reel on Instagram about salary that got pretty heated because it is traditionally underpaid. But the field of architecture has this unique... Opportunity because you have financial opportunity in whatever you choose to do. It's not like you have to go do one thing as an architect. I recently saw a post from this girl who got her degree in architecture, then she ended up in fashion, and now she makes these incredible architectural sketched patterns on scarves. And she's done these patterns for huge companies, huge luxurious companies. So she started, she has her education in architecture. She took that knowledge and art history and pattern making and artistic creativity flair, incorporated that into these patterns and now is wildly successful as a fashion designer. You just don't know what it will take. So these salary calculators of this is X, Y, and Z, I have never fit onto that salary calculator graph because what I do is so different. I didn't go into architecture so that I could have a podcast and have a YouTube and start courses and all that help people pass their exams. I would have never even thought about it. But the education I discovered as a designer, so when you go to architecture school, they teach you how to think like a designer and you can bring that into so many different aspects of your life. So in school, I learned how to think critically, think like a designer, learn graphic skills, learn presentation skills, learn... Technical skills. There's so many aspects that now I use to create a wildly successful life. And again, it wouldn't have even fit on a graph because what I do now is made up of my own fruition. And there's also tons of opportunity to start your own business as an architect. It's actually encouraged when you take your architecture exams. The whole first exam you're taking, practice management, is about how to build your own architecture firm. And I'll tell you what, I know a lot of people who have started their own architecture firm that are wildly successful. Like think Batcave with the nicest cars in the world. So there is opportunity. It's just how you make it. So here's what I wrote two rows. Is the pay incredible? Not traditionally. Are there architects who make high six figures, even seven figures? Totally. Especially those who start their own business. Architecture is so broad. There are so many different areas you can go into from traditional architecture, interiors, furniture design, architectural law. Yeah. So if you could always use that as a arguing point to your dad, like, hey, dad, did you know there's actually architectural law and you can do both? You can even go into teaching or even coaching other architects like I do. The beauty of architecture lies in that diversity, in the multifaceted options that you can go and explore and that it can go either more towards like sciencey left brain or right brain. Is it right? left, right brain side of things like law or building inspections or construction management or the left brain. It can go into furniture design. It can go into, who knows, pattern making, fashion. You have these skills that you develop during your education that can lead you down whatever pathway you want to go. Even if that's sketching or paint or multimedia art, you can go that way too because you're also given that education in school. The beauty about this profession too is that you aren't chained to a desk. Some architects may tell you otherwise, but I have never been chained to a desk. And some architects will tell you that you have to pull all-nighters. I have never pulled an all-nighter. Some architects will tell you that they work 80 hours a week and they're significantly underpaid. I will tell you I've never experienced that. So you are able to curate your own path. What's typical maybe, maybe it is typically overworked and underpaid, but it's also up to us to change that narrative. In studio, when everyone was pulling all-nighters and thinking that they had to in order to create a great design and that it was just part of the culture, I rebelled against that and I said, forget that. I'm not doing that. I'm not risking my health to get this project out. You can give me a C. I don't care, but I'm going to do it right and I'm going to sleep and I'm going to work and you know what? I produced really awesome projects, even award-winning projects in school. So you don't have to fit in this narrative of overwork underpaid. Just do differently. Don't allow it to be that way. And Rose's response was, heartening because you can tell where the passion is. She said, thank you very much for writing me back. Your guidance means a lot. I want to do a creative job. So I guess I'll convince my parents soon. All the best and thank you again. Rose's journey does remind us that the path isn't linear. It's not a one single route. And sometimes it does take explaining or educating to our parents or to whoever's supporting us in our journey to show them why we are passionate about it. And I can guarantee you if you explain to someone you love or someone who loves you, who just wants the best for you, why you are going into this path, I know that they will support you. I personally, I got my undergrad in interior design and When I knew during school that I wanted to be an architect, I did not want to be an interior designer. I called my dad and I said, I want to be an architect. I think I need to go to school for architecture and I want to be an architect. And his response wasn't, yes, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. You should do that. And I will tell you, he is my biggest supporter. So it wasn't out of not supporting me. But his response, and I can understand because it was right after the 2008 housing crisis. So I can understand maybe going into architecture right around then is probably scary. But he said, are you sure? You can do what you love. You can do architecture with an interior design degree. You can still work in houses and design and everything and I thought no I want to be an architect and I'm not going to be an architect unless I become an architect and it's going to be something I always want to do and I don't want to be 50 wishing that I had done it and I didn't really say that I just kind of was like yeah but I I think I do want to do he's like well just really think about it really do your research they don't get paid that much like and you know what it was is he wasn't not supportive It was his fear of me putting in a lot of work and time and money to become an architect and then not reaping rewards, having different outcomes than what my expectations were. And so it was just his wanting to protect me. And I'm glad I didn't listen. I did at first. I was still always festering, but I graduated undergrad. I went and I worked for a couple years. I looked up all the different options, like, how can I do this without going back to school? Okay, I could do experience hours. Do I want to do that? I could go work in an architecture firm. And I was just like, no, I want to be an architect. I'm, I'm applying to this school. I'm going to grad school. It's done. I'm done. It's happening. So, I had to make that decision for myself. Once I did, there was support, but I also had to be clear on what I wanted and educate myself on what I wanted so that I could then share that with those who supported me on why I was choosing what I was choosing. So choosing a creative field or something like architecture that traditionally has this negative reputation of low pay and overwork First of all, I hope that you can find more people like myself that can prove otherwise, that can prove there are other ways to go about this profession that aren't just what you hear. And then also realize that there will be struggle along the way. The path to becoming a licensed architect isn't easy. It is tough. It does traditionally take about 10 years, just like a doctor. At the same time, every step of my journey has been so rewarding, such a great learning process. It's been totally worth it. So if you have passion, you have determination, you have courage really just to even follow your own heart, your own passions, your own desires, even when it seems uncertain, then you will be wildly successful. So if you are considering architecture or even just another creative field or even just anything that you are kind of being pulled one way or the other, but maybe your gut is telling you, this is what I want. This is what I would love to do. But maybe your head or your parents are trying to point you in the direction of a more traditional pathway. I just want you to remember this passion fuels perseverance. And in a field like architecture, that perseverance and that passion builds buildings, which is incredible to see your artwork, to be able to walk through your artwork. There's nothing like it. But it also builds dreams, it builds legacy, and really a life full of this creative fulfillment, So you have to decide for yourself whether it's right. You have to see what is best for everyone in your life. If you have a parent who is not happy about you choosing this career, send them this episode. (laughs) Hi, parents. And also just for if you are a parent, know that if your kid goes into architecture, it's a very respected career and they'll be okay. And I'm here to prove that you don't have to be 50 to be a successful architect You don't have to slave away your whole life. I am now 34 and I am an award-winning, successful, licensed architect that runs my own business, has a family and works 30 hours a week. So it is possible. Thank you everyone for tuning in with me. I hope that this episode resonated and helped create some insight for you if you're at this crossroads, if you're trying to figure out which direction to go. I want to hear your story. So share it, go on Instagram. That's where people find me the most, or that's where I see people the most. You can share your story down here in the comments on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, there's not really, maybe in the reviews. Yes. Leave a five-star review, share your story. We need more reviews over there. Where are you people? Leave me a five-star review. anyways share on instagram at be young design tag me so i can see it and i can share your story too and you all can connect with one another because finding people who are in the same boat as you is what sets us up for success all right thank you all for tuning in next week i'm gonna keep going into this series and I'm going to be talking about another DM that I got that is talking about like the first steps, like the early steps to becoming an architect. So stay tuned for next week. And in the meantime, go check out this episode next and you can keep the education flowing, entertainment flowing. Okay. Have a wonderful day. I appreciate you. Bye.